Welcome to the Co-op Mode Podcast, round 72. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. And I am joined, oh, well, I should say, I'm Todd Oxtra, your co-host, joined by the most chivalrous co-host in all the land, Mark the Canardian Carabin. Chivalrous? I'm not sure what I did to deserve that, but okay, thank yeah, thank you. Hey. Mark, I believe you were knighted by the queen uh, to defend the lair against the sea monsters off your coast. Uh, yes, that is, uh, yeah, 100%. I'm just going to agree with everything you say. So, yes, that was accurate. See, I'm a hype man, Mark. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm building you up uh, to hopefully break you down when you're completely wrong about what you talk about in the video games today. But we are also joined by a friend of the show, a good friend of mine that I've, God, I've known for how many years in Minnesota? Mr. Sean Nihus. Oh, my goodness. Um, Sean, we had your kids on the last episode for a special, and now we're showing you. You did not want to take away the uh, glory of your kids. They uh, announced their winners of the controller. And now you are on here to join us for this venture into the world of video games. So thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me. Um, I will say I'm a noob to podcasting, so I appreciate your guys' patience and the audience's patience. Um, one thing I wanted to congratulate you and Lee on your awesome designs. Um, and I want to thank everyone else who submitted designs. They did some amazing work. I appreciate that they took the time and, uh, we're looking forward to making a donation to charity and, uh, I will be holding the children's controllers ransom until they have the great report cards that they need to have. So that's going to be a wonderful thing, but I really appreciate uh, all of the folks that submitted. Um, they did. Oh, I saw some amazing controllers and, and, and Lee definitely should be looking for some sort of licensing agreement with Xbox with her diamond controller. They definitely was, will nice want to give her some coin for that. Cause that thing is amazing. And Todd, I have to give you credit, man. I like how you went with the inverse of the Captain America shield with the red. Looked good, man. Looked really good. I, I have to laugh, Sean, because Chris was giving me crap. My wife uh, was basically saying, is it wrong that a host won? I'm like, I did nothing. I hid my name. I had Mark announce it. I'm like, I felt so bad because I'm like, nobody's going to pick my controller. I'm not a designer. I, I don't have a creative bone in my body. Yep, 100% now, I want to. The other point we should point out to the audience is you guys did a great job of blinding it. We just got a Google Doc. We didn't know whose was whose. You guys handled it great. And quite honestly, I was like, um, he picked the red one, and, and I happened to see your your post on Discord, and I was like, oh, oh, is that his? And I wasn't going to say anything because um, – Anyway, he just fell in love with it right out of the get-go. And, you know, Stella looked at quite a few, and, and so did he. But they just sort of gravitated to those. Um, and, and there it was. When you know, you know. Absolutely. So I will say this. Sean is still younger than me. I have yet to find somebody to come on this podcast that is older than me. So Sean and I are very close in age, so we have very similar, like, eras of gaming, uh, very much the – we lived through the era of the hardship and the limited options. But at this point, Sean, we do this game called buy rent return, which you are aware of where we get to know each other a little bit better. So this time though, you are proposing the buy rent return option, which means three choices and we choose to buy rent or return them. Um, 
So there you go. So Mark, any trepidation about this one? I'm ready to go now. Let's okay. Who's Let's ready for a fun curveball? <laughs> Always. Okay, so my buy rent return is controllers. All right. It is the N64 controller. It is the GameCube controller. And it is the Nintendo Switch Pro controller in Ooh. black. All right. I've got my choices lined up. Todd, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm, I'm it's 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 a no-brainer. You got it locked in? Oh yeah. Right, you go first. Okay. I'm buying the Switch Pro controller. It is a perfect controller. Does everything you would want it to do. Long battery life, doesn't compromise on the sticks, controllers. It is really one of the perfect controllers that I've experienced. I would say the only thing it doesn't have is analog triggers. It's just got the digital triggers, which is very bizarre. Um, but beyond that, just it's just great. The only thing I would say is there's just not enough um, custom options. You've got like the black one, and then eventually you get one or two, and that's it. So uh, for shame on Nintendo for not milking more money out of us, I guess, with yeah, cool designs. Six million shades of Joy-Con and one, essentially, because the other ones were yeah. such a limited release. Like, what, and, and even total, like th- like three special controllers, maybe. I think there's like a Monster Hunter, and or none something. of them look that great. Uh, and none of them like it's like an ugly regular. sticks and maybe yeah. a little bit of design versus, you know, they could learn from Xbox for their custom designers. But I mean, that's it's a yeah. great controller, and and I would say the Wii U is what really brought forward their Pro controller was a great controller too. So it was just that variation. I'm like, this is so cool that Nintendo offered that. So thank you, Nintendo, for really delivering a fantastic controller. Then I move on to the GameCube. The GameCube uh, controller is is it, what it bought, essentially brought me back to Nintendo consoles, and that controller was designed around essentially only a couple games with the with the weird stick for your analog stick, the weird like like the the trigger what i don't even know what you call it they had weird names where you would click in you'd hear that click that was very weird and then the little bumpers and it was just weird but it was made for smash brothers one game and but it still worked for everything else so i would say that's a rent just because i don't love it but it did its purpose for what it was and i wasn't even a smash i remember the first time i played smash brothers i think was at sean's house on the wii um, and I was horrible. I'm like, this game is horrible. It's like an ADHD person's worst dream. Um, and it was mine, apparently, because I suck at that game. Uh, but I remember that. I'm like, this is weird. But then uh, I get to the my return, and that's got to be the N64 controller. The few times I played that controller, I'm like, I don't even know where to grab it. The analog stick is essentially a toothpick with a hat. <laughs> and I felt like I was always going to break it. And I'm like, why doesn't it have, I mean, it's got the C stick, but it was a game made for Mario 64. Once again, it was, they were de- designed their controller around a specific game and then made everything work around it. It kind of reminded me of the Dreamcast controller where it used some variations to control it. So that's where I would say, because I have no love for that controller. Every time I went to like the Best Buy to play some N64 games, the analog stick was always broke. Yeah, yeah, the 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 floppy analog <laughs> stick that you know, need a little pick me up, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I, I, th- fair choices. I'm I'm going to to change it up a little bit. Uh, I am going to leave the the N64 as my return for those same kind of reasons. It was fine at the time, but they were trying to figure things out. I think, and they were the the weird triple the the three prong approach was just like who's hands are designed like that 
I don't know, you know, like to, to hold it with the weird stick in the middle kind of thing. So, um, I actually had even, even back then I, I knew that that controller was a little wonky. So I had one called the Mako pad that I forget the company that made that. Um, but that was more looked like a more traditional controller and, uh, the way it was laid out and everything still had the, the C buttons, but, um, was, was a far, in my opinion, far superior N64 controller. So, um, not, not a whole lot of love for Nintendo's N64 controller, even though I'll probably be buying one for the virtual console. Um, my rent is going to be the switch pro controller just because it is a little boring. Is it probably the, the most like modern Nintendo controller? Yeah, but it's, it's boring. It doesn't have even some modern, modern amenities that it should like in an aux jack where you can just plug headphones into it. Like every other controller, like do that. Uh, you mentioned analog triggers and that kind of stuff. So we need pressure sensitivity. There's games that should be ported over that have been ported over. I'm looking at you, uh, super Mario sunshine that need that. And that's why my, uh, my buy is going to be the GameCube controller, which was aside from, right now missing one of the shoulder buttons. So it had the L R and one Z trigger or Z trigger for you Merkins. Uh, so <laughs> if you add one more of those, like you can get the power a controllers right now for the, the switch, uh, they have that extra trigger and it's perfect. I love playing with that on my switch. Uh, actually, if you can see, I don't know if you can see it for anyone watching on camera. There's a wave bird right over on my desk there the next to the stormtrooper. Oh, the wave bird. I forgot about yeah. that. Now that really should be the controller we picked because the wave bird <laughs> was instrumental about bringing in wireless controllers. Right. So I was going to ask, does the wave bird still count as a GameCube controller? Sean, what do you think? It's the GameCube controller, in my opinion. Absolutely. Okay, yeah. So if that's the case, oh, yes, that I would, ushered in. I might have changed my opinion, but no, go ahead. <laughs> that, I mean, that ushered in wireless uh, controllers. You got to ask the question. Away, getting away from like crappy RF connections because my brother had a wireless controller for the PS2, and it just sucked. If you weren't like lined up three inches away from the console, it dropped connection versus my wave bird where I could be like, yeah, I'm going upstairs and I can't even see the TV anymore, but it's still controlling things and I'm running into a wall, but whatever. Like, Mark, longer range than the Wii U gamepad. 100%. 100%. Uh, I really think that controller was and still is uh, incredibly unique. Feels so good with the even the contours of the, the trigger buttons. Um, it's it's really hard to mess up which face button you're holding because A was so big, B was the smaller circle, and then you had the kind of beans for X and uh, X and Y. Um, just it's such a great controller. The the stick feels great. Uh, aside from a, a little weirdness, maybe on the uh, the C stick as a nubbin kind of thing. I mean, there's small gripes you could take with any controller, but uh, GameCube is still one that I, I still go back to. I still use whether it's smash or other games uh, on my switch and it still feels fantastic. So that, that one. power, a wireless controller for the game for the switch is a fantastic controller for mm -hmm. uh, smash, but then to play, but I then struggled to play other games with it. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I'm totally blown off. It's so go, hard. Go, play super mario sunshine with that controller 
Sure. It is a game changer. It feels so good. And like that's someone from, I, I didn't even really own or play uh, Sunshine on my GameCube. Like, and it still just feels right. So that that's that's my pick. Okay, Sean, we need yours. Okay. So uh, uh, curveballs. Um, my return is the Pro Controller. Ooh, um, I love it. I think it's significantly better than an Xbox controller, and Xbox needs to belly up to get their controllers where they need to be. Because right now they are my least favorite. Um, I do love the fact that they're durable because my kids haven't broke one yet and they've already broken at least one PS5 controller um, and they haven't broke any Nintendo controllers. The Pro is amazing. It's a great controller. It's almost 1, 1A, 1B. You know what I mean? Or 1A, 1B, 1C. Uh, My middle controller is the N64 controller, preferably in purple. Um, and the reason why I love that controller is it brings me back to memories of playing with my cousins, playing smash, playing cart, playing even South park racing. Do you guys remember that game? Oh yeah. yeah. And, and, and playing uh golden And it was my cousin, Andrew, Ryan and Kyle. And we would play until three in the morning and we will all head over to Kmart or Walmart and pick up extra controllers because they were flimsy as heck. <laughs> And you had to have a couple in spare, but I love the ergonomics. I get how you guys are like, oh, the middle piece. Oh, I thought it felt so good. And you didn't have fatigue. You could play for hours. And so from a nostalgia perspective, I will have a N64 controller for the Switch, hands down, just because it was awesome. And then my favorite is GameCube. The minute uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate came out on the Switch, I got the adapter. I got four controllers and that's all the kids and I use the C stick. It's perfect. The feel is great. I don't think quite honestly, there's been a better controller designed. I would love if Nintendo just sort of took a step back, took it and modernized it, give it feedback, give it the six axis stuff like, Mm -hmm. you know, or the, whatever the pros got, where you can use it for controlling that controller had the best feel, but it also had all of the extra buttons you need for all of your games. Whether you're playing street fighter, you're doing Mario, you're doing carts, you're doing smash bros. It just fit everything perfect because it was a nimble controller. Now, if you give it feedback wireless, Mm -hmm. it's perfect. I really think that that's, Hands down the best controller that's been designed, well, pretty much ever. And especially if you were to lift it and make it modern, wow. Absolutely, yeah. There's so few upgrades that it needs. Uh, I mentioned the the extra shoulder button and then clickable sticks. I think really, like like you said, add rumble feedback, uh, tilt, motion, whatever. But like there's, there's very few upgrades that it needs to be a modern controller. And like ergonomically, it is one of the best feeling controllers. I have to completely agree with you there. That C stick. I don't know. I didn't have a hat. It just seemed like, (laughs) what was the point of making that little nub? It just didn't make a sense. And it it does seem like you have to design around the fact that the a button was so huge because that's like your main action button. Mm. I don't know if that works for everything. So it it makes sense if you're solely focused and the game can kind of work that way because they didn't have a ton of third party. So yeah, 
Nintendo's all in. It just makes it, it, it's a frustrating thing to say, hey, you have to design around this. It's kind of like the dual sense now. You have to design around uh, or to add features that are unique to the controller. Where Xbox has just said, we're going to do the same thing over and over and iterate, but it's every button kind of the same real estate. And now you see what they're doing with the, the what is it, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 not the probe, the, 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 the elite series controller where there's buttons underneath. There's almost too many buttons for people mm. that are just coming to the party. So it's, it's complexity versus simplicity and the GameCube made it simplicity uh, because it says the a button's huge because that's what you're going to use. And you've got trigger buttons. So it did a lot of cool things. So it totally made a lot of sense. So these are all uh, good choices, guys. Nobody's wrong except for the N64. Sorry. <laughs> oh gosh. I, so I and I asked you, Sean, I asked, I tried to even get remember, like you had to have like a rumble pack, but there was like memory expansion for this. It was so weird. But I, the, the biggest foul, though, with the any uh, Nintendo online services, the only N64 controller they're offering is the bland gray. Mm-hmm. What are they thinking? Make okay. it purple, so make it I green, make it cool. I got to ask a question. Yeah. What is every manufacturer's? Why won't they do like a clear controller or an opaque, like a purple translucent or Xbox a black or a gray? That would look so cool. Xbox and PlayStation on the on Xbox one and the PlayStation four dabbled in that to a certain extent with certain ones. There was a cool Xbox one. Remember that Mark that had like, it was transparent and you could kind of see that. through it. Yeah. Yeah. So I have the, uh, it's, it's, uh, they, they did a couple of iterations for the Xbox One. Yeah. The one I have is it goes from like a white, almost champagne, depending on what color you look at or what, what light you look at it in, uh, and then goes to like a, a black translucent. It's a really cool one. But the for the Xbox Series controllers, the upcoming Forza controller is actually translucent. Yellow That's translucent right. with splash uh, paint kind of patterns on it. So uh, you are getting your translucent controller in a modern design within the next month or two. But it's not like the cheap, like third party knockoff that you saw, like eventually, like it was like the gem controllers where they were like, I can see oh. how cheap this controller is because they're like twenty five dollars. Yeah, I, I <laughs> those three sixty controllers. Remember those three sixty controllers? They were like thirty bucks, and it's like, man, I think this is gonna break if I look at it the wrong way. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, with us adding the controllers for the kids, and then uh, another upcoming thing for us in a, a, a different theme, we'll talk about later. Obviously. Um, I'm going to have like nine controllers. <laughs> so I, I think that's the, that that's the new rage. Yeah. Always wait. Cause don't buy too white. Like I did on dual sense. Cause I'm like, Oh crap, I'm screwed. And I've got the blue controller on Xbox and my original white for the series S and yeah. And Mark, you've got addictions there. You're going to have 85 controllers, yep. Sean, you're going to have two, your kids are going to have two more. We, yeah. Controllers are the new, like uh, way to just have fun with your, your consoles for not too expensive. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think at this point, uh, do we know each other good enough or do we have to go deeper? I'm, I'm open. Let's, let's go. You, you have a couple more lined up, don't you? Yes, I do. So as you know, my son Henry is playing Avengers on uh, PlayStation five. Graphics are great. So he has a question for you guys. Buy rent to return captain America, the character, Iron Man, the character, or Black Panther? 
in the Avengers game or just in general? Just, yeah, just you can game. do both. It's up to you. I know Mark plays the Avengers game like I do Dude. a lot more than I'm. Todd I'm does. at Wakanda. Yeah, I'm at Wakanda now. Uh, I've not beat Wakanda, but I've beat the game. I, so uh, I'm at that level. So, I finally just finished Wakanda a couple of days ago. So I'm okay. I'm ready for this question. So wait. So I just want to make we're limiting it to the only the game. I'm going for the, game the characters because if you're asking okay. the characters like MCU or comic, like I, that, that's, that gets very complex. Discussion. It's going to be more complex. Yeah. So let's okay. stick to the game for this, uh, for, for simply for the, the matter of time. Um, Mark, go I'm, ahead. Okay. I'm going to go with by captain America. He's one of my mains between him and Thor and I really like caps as you, as you progress through like leveling him up and stuff, uh, his ability to target different things with his shield and then he throws it out and it can hit more targets. And then as it comes back, he can do this really cool spin kick kind of thing to kick it back at another target. And there's, so you, you can start really chaining some really cool things together, uh, with cap. And I've gotten, I think pretty good at doing that and it feels really great. Uh, so I love playing as, as, uh, as cap in that game. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to pick him for my buy for rent. I'm going to pl- pick uh, black Panther and that might be because I just finished the Wakanda mission. So I'm really used to black Panther right now, but I like just the, the in your face kind of fighting style that he brings uh, with, he has some range, but for the most part, it's like up there, like doing a whole bunch of like acrobatic, cool moves and stuff uh, Again, some really cool power-ups and like finisher kind of moves. Um, and then for my return, I'll go Iron Man because I was not super impressed with Iron Man. Again, it's one of those characters that gets better as you open up the skill tree, but I always found since this game launched, I found that Iron Man was a little clunky. Uh, I wanted him to play fast and um, kind of powerful like I felt in Anthem, and it just wasn't that. So when I when I felt Anthem did Iron Man better than Avengers did Iron Man, there was a problem with the character. And it maybe slowed down so other characters like Cap and, and Black Panther who can't fly and do all the stuff that Iron Man should do um, – you know, I, I, but I felt there was something holding him back. So I'm, um, I'm going to pick him for my return. There's, there's just something, there's something off there about the character, how it plays, how he plays. Um, something's never stuck with me with Iron Man and I, I wanted it to, man, I wanted it to, but uh, it just never did. So they're, they're my selections. Uh, Todd, how are you feeling? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because yeah, I mean, uh, as you talked about Mark, uh, Anthem, really nailed the armor suit with flight abilities. Mm-hmm. And it was always wondering how they would uh, manage that or uh, cap slash Thor or whatever with compared to like a uh, God of war and how they can manage that type of combat. So um, yeah, there's some interesting uh, decisions to be made, but I would say this I'm taking uh, I'm buying black Panther because I've not played a ton of it, but I love the combination of a, tank essentially that's Mm -hmm. agile and i feel like he is hugely agile he's got some projectiles but he can really get in there and just mess things up and i love and and it's hard to take black panther away from the setting and the fact that they finally added a cool setting that wasn't like utah Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
it made me so excited about the environment. Very cool. I like the aesthetic, but I like that character, and he's just very unique, and his skill set is different than I think we've seen with the Avengers characters. Uh, my uh, rent is Cap, because I just, when I first played that game, and I got to play as Cap, I'm like, wow, his skill set is very cool, and he just feels so powerful, and he's so interesting in the way he uses his power set with the shield. So I really love that. And I just love the shield and what it can do. Love that. So it's a very fun design. Although I kind of felt so frustrated that you didn't get to use them for so much of the game. So that was just like, uh, so, oh, well, uh, but then I get my, my return is definitely Iron Man. I just feel like the skill sets in Avengers are so weird. Cause I'm like, he's so powerful yet he does as much damage as Cap when he throws a shield, yet he's got, like, Pulsar Blast. So it's like, right. it just feels off. And yeah, I never felt like that great and in, in, in comfortable with his, his flying ability to attack. So yeah, I would say he's a return as well. And that's, I mean, one of the downsides, I think, to this game in general is that Hulk has the same kicking power as Black Widow, essentially. Because you can't have Hulk just running through and plowing everything over, and then Black Widow taking a half hour to take out you know, a room full of, of enemies or something in, in comparison. So, um, yeah, I get, I get what you mean though. Yeah. All right. So Sean, is this your, uh, or yours or Henry's? Uh, this is mine. Okay. Um, and I'm going to throw you guys a curveball because I can, cause this is my, uh, segment. Um, and so I'm taking liberties. My buy is captain America all day long. He's my favorite character. I hate his original suit, so I bought up. That suit's hideous. It's terrible. Yep. Um, and uh, your dog agrees. The, the moves are amazing. I like the idea that you can target the shields. You can do uh, a lot. His super is really good. Um, he's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It just it's great character. I am renting both Iron Man and Black Panther for two reasons. And they're different. I like the Black Panther suit. I like how you guys talked about it. he's a tank, but he's agile. He's fast. He's got quick, great moves. Um, they did a great job of capturing what he is as a superhero. Awesome. And the reason why I love Iron Man is the guy who's playing Iron Man has great comebacks. He's fun to be. He's exciting. Not only that, when you level up the Hulkbuster Iron Man, which is my favorite suit, it's pretty B.A. Oh, yeah. And my return is Hulk. How can you be that big and strong and just as strong as uh, Black Widow and you hit a guy and it does nothing? I'm like, yep. There must be gamma really? radiation. There must be like anti-gamma gamma radiation in the environment. <laughs> I'm like, did you forget about how strong? Did you read one comic book? Really? Sean, remember, that remember Superman 64 where there was like kryptonite in the environment that limited <laughs> Superman's powers? I think it's the same thing. I think there's anti-gamma radiation, which is affecting Hulk. But you guys get what I mean? Yeah. Oh, like yeah. It, just, and, it doesn't feel got, right. You got this little guy with a freeze gun. And I'm like, really? You're hurting me? Mm-hmm. You know yeah, Hawkeye I mean? is just as strong as the Hulk. We know that. And yeah. I think, <laughs> you know, yeah, I that game had so much potential, mm-hmm. but I just wonder because it was from Square, not from another uh, uh, studio, that they just didn't. I mean, 
it has a beautiful storyline and all of that. Mm-hmm. The part that I get hung up on is, do you not read the comics? Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was really. a tough one. Yeah. Anyway, so that's yeah. my buy rent return with a bonus. I'm just like, oh come on, Hulk could be so awesome, and then he's not. Sean with the flim flam throwing out a, a extra Love character, it. but it's his. It. it was his selection, so it's allowed. Well, gentlemen, I think it's time now to get into actually what we've been playing. This is going to be a fun time to talk about the games that have been on our radar and what we've been taking up with our time. So, Sean, uh, you played a game I played as well, and I believe uh, I was the one that said, hey, you should try this out and sell. I might like this. So tell us about Kina. So Kina is from an indie, right, Todd? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the developer starts with Ember Ep- Ep- Labs. Thank you. What I liked about Kina is it has two things working for it. Uh, Graphics-wise, it's starting to harness of what a PlayStation 5 can do and what the next gens can do because it's beautiful. Play controls are great. Everything's smooth, especially if you get the uh, 1.08 patch, which takes care of some of the motion blur. But the actions are very basic, and it lets you enjoy the story and the beauty of the game, but still is challenging. When you battle a boss, it's difficult. And then you, when you get your recruits, what are they called, Todd? Uh, uh, the rot. Uh, rot. Mm-hmm. And the, they're these cute little spirit-like creatures, right? And just the graphics are like, wow. And it, when I first started out, because you sort of walk through a cave and you're sort of learning what's going on, and then you meet a bad guy just the graphics and how it looks, it makes you go, wow, the, the next generation of games is going to be so amazing. And in 4K, it's crystal clear. The motion controls are great. Um, the story is really neat because you're you're a spirit, uh, sort of like a spirit warrior-ish. And what you're doing is you're helping um, folks move on to the to the to the next part of their journey into the spirit world. And it's, it's just a really cool studio and how they did it. And it just goes to show that an indie uh, company can go a long ways in making a great uh, game. And it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm hoping, you know, I'm about an hour in Todd, you're probably a little further. Um, oh yeah. Uh, I, I can't, I can't say anything bad about it. I enjoy it. It's one of the great uh, sort of games of this year that is a new IP. It's from an independent or a indie company, and it's 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 just good. I just like it. It's their first game. Uh, they are most known for, they made a uh, small uh, short based on Majora's Mask. Mark, I don't know if you've saw it before. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's yep. fantastic. It looks very high level quality. So it's like if I someone, if no one says that, that was that studio, it absolutely is. It's amazing. So if no one thinks that you can make a really cool Zelda film that is really uh, evocative with voice, you can. So mm-hmm. speaking of great shorts, fun. to take a very small diversion, if you have Apple TV Plus and you feel like weeping, watch Blush. It is. I saw your post beautiful. about that. Very cool. My daughter um, was watching that. It will. It will just punch you right in the heartstrings. Uh, but it is absolutely beautiful. And in ten minutes, uh, I'll tell you this: this studio that made it and and Apple. So I think Apple signed an exclusive deal with this studio. So it's basically like their animation studio. Whew! Pixar got to watch out, man. These guys are good. 
Very cool. Really good. I, I will say with Kina, um, Sean, you're in for a treat because they continue to add on layers, uh, upgrades. Uh, you get a bow. And the combat, from what I've heard, it does get very difficult, which is unique because you wouldn't think it's be like, and, and you can choose story mode, which means you enjoy the story and the combat will not get in your way, but you can go back and forth. So if something where it's like too difficult, cause I did in, and I, it was funny. I was playing, and I was telling Logan, I'm like, Hey Logan, I'm getting destroyed. What's going on here? And, and he was going back and forth and I finally beat him. I'm like, Hey Logan, I got good <laughs> <laughs> to like impress my 15 right. year old. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a game where you do need to understand the bosses, what they do. Uh, you can use the rot, which is fair. I don't know if you've gotten to the point where you can make the rot, like basically weapons, which is totally cool. Well, so I, I looked at some reviews and, and, and they talked about some of the reviews talked about, it feels like a PlayStation two game because you're using the L one and R two R one sort of as your yeah. attack. And then the, 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 your, your sort of your spirit where it makes the, the bulb over your, your character. Um, but yet it's advanced in that you're jumping and you can sort of traverse around things. It's, it's really an innovative game. I am looking forward to playing it further. And quite honestly, I'm hoping that uh, Sony will work with that developer a for another game and B potentially for some DLC because it's Mm. really enjoyable. And I would, I would pay for DLC with it because, you know, I'm only an hour in, but you sort of can get a feel if a game's got sort of what it takes. It's, it's pretty nice. I, I have no complaints. And the other part, you know, with my daughter, who I'm going to get her into this game, it's nice to have another female character. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And I've heard the reason why they do the the, the triggers is they don't want you have to take your fingers off the sticks, mm. Mm. which is an interesting t- standpoint because you like I have to then move my finger off the sticks to ABC or whatever XY. So I'm like, that's kind of makes sense to use then your fingers that are below as you can see, I'm doing, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, use the fingers that you don't normally do anything with. That's why the under triggers on like uh, pro controllers are becoming so interesting. So it's like, yeah, controllers have a long way to go and what they're doing. And yeah, I, I like it. So, and, and the dual sense is very cool. Once again, the interaction with that and the way the, 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 the resistance triggers the bow, of course, uh, but the sound, the, 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 the haptic feedback is so cool. I, I just love that feature. The dual sense. So yeah, Kina. I it's a cool game, that. and it's only forty bucks, and I it doesn't feel like a limited game. That's awesome. That was surprising to me. That was forty bucks. Yeah, and definitely. you know, I bought the edition to get the extra staff, and you know, the graphics. I, I it's a fun game. It's it really is. I, I I'm amazed. It's on PS4 as well and PC, but. There, you do see the difference in the PS4 version. Mm-hmm. Less, I mean, it's just graphically plus the SSD. Um, that's just something you do see. So we are seeing like advantages of having a next gen console. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, so Sean, the next game, I think a lot of people are intrigued about this game because you think a licensed game. Curious about this. Uh, but everybody that's talking about this game says it's kind of like the perfect toy to life racer. So I'm playing with Henry Hot Wheels Unleashed. Two things that I've realized early on. There's a lot of cool customization you can do. 
The other part that Henry was extremely pumped about is he actually owns one of the Hot Wheels we got out of the box. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Now, they call it a Mustang GT, but it's actually a 2013 Mustang Boss 302, but we won't get into that. <laughs> I'm a car guy. Anyway, super cool. Um, then you can get in. It, it's got like a story mode where you go through certain races. And I'm not going to kid you guys. And if you watch reviews on YouTube, which I did, the uh, difficulty levels need to be nerfed. Oh, wow. Because medium... Holy cow, medium is really hard, and there's three <laughs> scales above it. He wow. and I are doing easy, and, you know, we're doing okay. But you move up to medium and forget about it. The other thing that's really cool is what I would recommend when you first get it so you can get your bearings, use the best handling car you can get out of your boxes. So what happens is when you start up, you get cars, and then you get these blind boxes, and you open them up, and they get cars. Super cool. And so I got this, it looks like a Formula One racer and they're all random. And I did the race and handling is key as you're starting to get the hang of it because you can use your boosts and you get your boost by drifting through uh, tracks. And they look like, Todd, when we were a kid, the old school racetracks, except they're wider. Oh, the yellow, can, uh, the yellow plastic. Or just, oh yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. And you can Orange build your own plastic, track yeah. too. Um, it gives you all the customization you can imagine. You can customize your cars to the wheels. You can build your own track. And then they have this thing called the basement, which is your own area, and you can customize that. But it is a super fun game. I just, the only drawback is Hot Wheels are for kids, kind of like tricks. And um, you, you, Henry, even on easy, Henry can't place higher than 10th, and there's 12 cars in the race. <sighs> And so he's not a bad gamer. Hard. He's not like a beginning gamer either. Well, no. uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Forenza? Forenza? The Forza. Game that, Forza. Yep. Forza that just left. He would kick my butt on that. And that's like a driver's sim. Right. And he can't do the Hot Wheels. So I think they've got to have a patch to sort of re-level that. Adjust the difficulty. Um, but overall, this game is so much fun because there's customization. And the only part that I'm concerned about is you can get sucked into sort of in-game purchasing to get the car you mm -hmm. want. They have like sort of a area where you can buy a car and you get gold by winning. I bet what's going to happen similar to, you know, how you could get skins in um, uh, the Avengers game or Fortnite. Yes. Yeah. That they're going to sort of suck you in that way uh, to get the car you want. Um, but Boy, it's it's fun and there's a multiplayer. It's it's got potential. The other part that's really cool, and, and Henry and I are gonna do that this this weekend, is we're gonna build a track once we oh, unlock cool. more things. Because it's it, it they give you the freedom, like you can jump off the track, and then when you're jumping, if you hit um the L stick, you can roll your car and you get bonuses for that. And you can do certain things. But one of the things is if you fall off the track and you have to, they, they've got basically a reset button that puts you way back behind the pack hmm. and it can really push you back into, in terms of standings. It's, it's challenging. Um, like uh, Mario Kart where you fall off your back up in two seconds, like basically where you yes. were. Wow. And there's no weapons in this game. So it's truly a racer mm -hmm. versus you something get, where you can trigger 
Uh, or is there a tax or something? Or nope. no? It, yeah. You get boosts, and each car sort of has its own unique boost. Like the Fiat 500, it's got a long burst that lasts, where uh, the car I'm using gives you uh, two quick bursts. Um, but it, it's it's really cool. It's innovative, and the graphics are neat. Like the details of the cars are like the Hot Wheels you had as a kid or the ones my son has now because he's got a track in the basement. He loves it. It's just that difficulty level for an eight-year-old is so hard. That's a and, shame. And like I, like I said, I was watching some reviews. And this one guy, he went on Medium and he was on YouTube. He raced it four times and he didn't get higher than 11th out of 12th in the four races. Oh, man. I, I have heard if you play it on the easiest mode, it does get more difficult. So, like, don't worry. Like, it's you're not playing on baby mode, apparently. Like, it's adaptive to a certain extent. So, uh, but I would hate to see it being on easy mode. It's still like, oh, my God, I suck. <laughs> oh. Nobody wants to feel that way. You want to feel like you're doing good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's Hot Wheels. So, I'm the kid that I throw my Hot Wheel down the track. And I'm like, just don't go in, like a pit like falls in a crack and I can't get my hot wheels back. So yeah, make it fun for the kids and play some, make some tracks, right? It has potential. I think what they'll do is they'll put a patch out. Um, sure. And, and the other part that's cool is you could have unlimited cars, unlimited, uh, uh, innovative capabilities because you could grab somebody's track off, you know, the cloud and run that, which mm. is really cool. I kind of like that idea. Uh, it's kind of like, uh, uh, remember Mario game maker where you could create a Mario board and pull it down. Mm -hmm. I see it like that. And it's, it's super cool from that perspective. And you can add the cool hot wheels. Like they have the clown, they've got the dragon, you know, it's kind of neat. That's awesome. I I, I thought it was fun. Well, that's that's, that's great awesome. to see a license not be treated as like a trash because we've seen GI Joe, Transformers, all these licenses just don't deliver good games. So it's cool to see that's there, and that's awesome. So and because yeah. it's doing so well, I assume it will get more support. So that's good news. This so, this game pretty cool because of the license. Like I just assumed it was going to be kind of a throwaway oh, yeah. game, like so many are, and it's so cool to hear so many positive reviews and like aside from the difficulty level needing to be scaled back a bit like hearing so much praise for this game is i i, I need to pick it up it's it's really pretty cool yeah, absolutely and mark you're you've got an audience ready to go in a couple of years and that's going to be awesome so yeah, yeah my son's IG, too old for that i believe ign gave it a nine yeah oh yeah they're very positive so that's that's good news for this game and it's great to have family games be good and i think that's been the excuse for a long time well it's for kids it should be bad no kids like good games so mm-hmm. love to see this stuff happen so uh lastly sean crisis 2 um crisis 2 i think was on the 360 and yes. ps3 it's okay. back apparently with remakes or remasters so as you know todd i had back surgery Mm-hmm. And when I had back, so uh, Mark, to give you some backstory, I had back surgery about 14 years ago, picked up a PlayStation 3. Todd said, you should get an Xbox 360 first time. Mm-hmm. I got Crisis 2 on the 360, played it during my back surgery. And I'm like, I saw it on Game Pass, so I'm going to play it again. And it was one of my favorite games. I love Crisis 1. Mm-hmm. Crisis 2 was great. I think Crisis 2 of the three is the best. I liked Crisis 3 probably the least. And so I started playing that again. And um, 
I enjoyed it, but unfortunately, this did not port well to the Xbox three six or Xbox Series X very well. Mm. Uh, there's a part where you have to go through manholes and be uh, uh, stealthy, and if you die in a certain spot, the game freezes and you have to close out and go back in. Oh man! And so I was extremely disappointed because it's one of my favorite games. And what I like about it is the crisis suit's kind of like Iron Man, but there's a stealth component. You're kind of cloak and dagger. It's it's one of those fun games. And unfortunately, the port over to Game Pass, not so much. Uh, that's a shame. I, I will say this, Sean. The company that made those games, Crytek, they essentially, I think, were they're a Polish company. I think they were essentially went into bankruptcy and I think eventually were brought down by like the Polish mafia. So I think this was probably a quick cash in to like pay off their debts more so than anything. So I'm, I'm sorry. That's crazy. See, I thought they were German. No, they're like a Polish company. Yeah. It's very weird. And they were like the darlings. And it's like, it would became like, that was the meme. Like, can your PC run mm-hmm. crisis and can it do these things? And it just, it just becomes a scenario where they were even trying to license their engine because it was so powerful yeah. And they just kind of things went awry. So I feel bad for them because I mean, they, I mean, I think EA even published like Far or Crisis 3. And yes, it had a suit and they had the, the bow and it was crazy. And it's like, oh my goodness, they're going to go crazy or crazy far. And just, yeah, it's not mm. turned out well for them. So I'm sorry. Oh, it was, it's not a good port, guys. It's not a good well, port. Well, thank you for the warning because we appreciate that because money is important. So it might come to Game Pass maybe because, you know, they're looking well, for money. It's on Game Pass. That's where I got it. Oh, well, even better. So no money wasted. <laughs> yeah, they have all three on Game Pass. And, you know, when you have back surgery, what are you going to do? And I was like, I'll try it. I miss it. Mm-hmm. And it was it worked great up until you got to the point where you're trying to get to the, the doctor who knows about what's going on with the aliens. And you got to go through the manholes. And all of a sudden it locks up and I'm like, anyway, guys. Well, with that though, we move on to something that hopefully is better. Mm -hmm. Mark, you and I tried some Halo Infinite uh, test flight this weekend. Is this your first test flight? Uh, Yeah. Well, last weekend and this, this past weekend. So it's like, you know, if you got in this time, you got into both weekends, which was nice. Uh, I did miss the first, the first one that you got into a few weeks back. So I was very excited to get into uh, this two week stint. Uh, Sadly, I did play more last weekend than, than I did this, uh, this past weekend here um, with the big team battles. So I only played a couple of matches it was fun. It was good to jump in with uh, with a big crew, and um, and and you know do some capture the flag and that kind of stuff. Even though the, the capture the flag is not always my favorite, um, it's it's Halo Mayhem. What more can you say? Really, I mean it's it's prettier, but it's uh, the same kind of stuff. It brought me right back to playing Halo on the 360 with all my friends, and I can't wait for this game to come out now that I know the test flight was fun. The game runs super well uh let's just let's just get to it let's just release this game so we can all have time to play it together and we can we can schedule some stuff because like this weekend i was busy last weekend i played a couple of matches with with a couple of friends and stuff but uh you know i can't wait to be able to actually say like okay saturday night or sunday afternoon or whenever we're you know there's going to be a group of us whether it's four eight or 32 people whatever 
let's let's get some Halo going. So this was a great teaser, a uh, great test. I think the the buzz around it is incredibly positive. So um, yeah, bring it on, basically. Yeah, I played some too. I, I played several weekends, so I feel like I've got a feel for it. Um, I will say this. The problem with Halo has really been the multiplayer. So I kind of feel like, yeah, this feels a lot like the same Halo you've played yeah. before. And it looks better and it's smooth. It runs great on, I think, even every console. They said even Xbox One X. It's like, this is fantastic on Xbox mm-hmm. One X. Don't come with your base Xbox One, though, which is funny because it's going to support that. Um, and uh, I played then Big Team Battle one match, which was enough to say Big Team Battle is not for me. Right. The fact that you can't see your enemy on your radar means that you're going to get killed from behind constantly and you have to be with your friends because if not, it was just like, it's like chaos. It's like Fortnite essentially where you're just like, I'm getting killed. Yeah, I'm having fun, but I'm like, so I, I'm curious, but it runs great. And that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's going to be awesome. So if you love Halo multiplayer, this is for you. I don't know how this racks and stacks against the greatest and most recent multiplayer because it feels like this feels like Halo versus it's not new Halo. It's Halo. So I am curious to see where it goes, where people that don't have that history, which I think everybody that's excited about has the long history. I've heard a lot of new people that are like, I've never played Halo before, but this is the best thing since sliced bread. So I'm, I'm curious to see if it's the olds that are just nostalgic versus the people that are like, this is a fantastic multiplayer game. Because uh, I haven't seen anything new in this game that says like, this feels like it's, taking on the different people like uh, target things and do things like that. Um, but I did love the grappling hook. The grappling yeah. hook is awesome. Yeah. It's fantastic, it's but it's limited. Yeah. It's not like it's something you can constantly use, which I'm like, that's cool. But I killed some people. I had some fun. I played some things. I, I, I but when you play with noobs or sorry, oh, sorry, not noobs, random, I'm the noob randoms. There's no coordination of effort. I'm like, I want to get on your Jeep and kill people. Nope, sorry, I'm running off and playing and doing crazy stuff. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm hoping, though, there will be PvE modes mm-hmm. because that's my favorite type of multiplayer where I'm playing against with people in a collaborative effort versus playing other gamers that are just going to be so much better than me, mm-hmm. uh, like Destiny 2, even Horde mode with Gears. They've done that. And Halo's never been that game. So I'm hoping they do that because I feel like that's where games have gone. And, and Halo just hasn't embraced that. So, or maybe they'll m- embrace that with the campaign, which will be even better. The, so, the, yeah, there's a distinct possibility with the campaign, I think. Um, we'll, we'll I hope so. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, we'll see some, so, some modes, but I'm excited. I got a couple of questions for you guys because I am lacking in my ability to do simple functions to get into the opportunity to play it. So, uh, as I mentioned with Todd, because I skipped a generation on the Xbox and I absolutely loved Halo 5, does it play like Halo 5? Does the controls feel like Halo 5? Does the feedback feel like that or an enhanced version? And then second, is is there, you know, when you're playing that multiplayer verse, is it better than like destiny when you're in the crucible where it's disjointed? It's got, you know, there's just issues with whether you're doing the iron banner or uh, the crucible and, and, and Todd, I believe you told me they were the original creators of halo, right? Absolutely. Bungie studios. Yeah. I made, and, uh, made halo. Yep. And that was three, four, three. So uh, there are some disconnects there and believe me, 
am I going to shell out the 99 bucks for the new Destiny coming out in February? Yeah, I'm hoping you guys are going to do it too because I need people to play with. I know I got Logan. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I need a fire team. Anyway, um, does it feel better than that? You know what I mean? Because it feels like... It feels like Halo 5 to me. I'm like, I don't feel like it's yeah. like a huge jump forward except the grappling hook. So I never felt like, like I said, Halo 5, nobody said like the multiplayer sucks. Mm-hmm. Nobody said the multiplayer was great. So I'm like, that's where I'm like, I'm struggling to say why this is so much better than what it had. I know there's the people that are like into it are like, yeah, there's these infinitesimal differences. But I'm like, Halo 5 has been great for multiplayer. I'm like, so there's been no real barrier to get to people to play that. But I think there's just so much now that this game is going to be on PC. It's free to play mm-hmm. with multiplayer. I think that's going to bring people in. So there's no barrier really to even play this game. But Mark, I mean, you probably played more Halo multiplayer than I ever have. So not really. I, well, uh, it, I haven't played as much Halo multiplayer as, as most people. So my, my Halo heyday, I suppose was like three ODST reach that kind of stuff uh four and five i never really got into the multiplayer so i can't really uh give give my feelings on those uh as as a comparison to this um but well what i will say is everything felt right uh for for modernization compared to like halo 2 or 3 or whatever um you know, they, they've added some some things like the buttons are where you expect them to be for a modern shooter. So everything felt right. As someone who put a ton of time into Destiny 1 and some time into Destiny 2, uh, one of the things I loved about those games is they they felt great. Uh, the, the, the shooting mechanics, everything just kind of felt really good. And, uh, and that was the kind of vibe that I'm feeling from this is it just, it feels right it feels like the controls are tight everything's accurate um it's it it feels yeah it feels really really good so i yeah so last question guys it's the best it's the best halo has ever been yeah i would say you guys don't think it's a studio in chaos like the rumors were you know they were supposed to have story mode but maybe the campaign but at least the, the multiplayer i think the multiplayer shines yeah Cool, because, I mean, Todd, uh, you know, listening to your guys' podcast, it delayed, delayed. I mean, one of the reasons I got the Series X was Halo, you know, because, you know, when they st- when they talked about next gen, it was Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. And then we start hearing delays, delays, delays. I mean, do, uh, you guys know better than I do. When is the campaign coming out? Uh, December 10th, 11th. I'm trying to remember, Mark. The it's uh, it's basically yeah, December 10th, December, maybe. It's, so, yeah. it's 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 late, uh, and then we aren't getting the campaign, the co-op campaign, until three months after. Yes, which just doesn't feel right. I think the reason why, as they've explained, is because this Halo campaign is supposed to be more open world, with kind of like where Gears went, where it gave you different objectives you could do out of sequence, which is cool. But they've never done it as a team, which is mm-hmm. it's which created more chaos and things that you thought. So I'm glad they're taking more time mm-hmm. and how you incorporate that. But I mean, yes, it's it feels different. But I mean, maybe ultimately it's a good thing because three months later, people are going to revisit Halo to play with their friends. Yeah. So I'm 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 going to play it with people because Halo multiplayer. Sean, you and I had so much fun with Halo Three. We had so much fun. 
Uh, Reach is a great game. I mean, the studio has, I mean, Halo's heritage. 343 wants to create their own heritage, and I hope they do. And they're bringing back uh, some great Joseph Staten to bring this game back to its heritage because mm-hmm. that's what Xbox wants. This They want this game to live for the whole generation of Xbox series. I really think yeah. this game could launch this holiday without the campaign for free. Absolutely. The campaign later. Like if they at this point announce like, hey, you know what? We decided we're going to hold back the single player campaign and launch it along with the multiplayer campaign in the new year. Like... I'd, I'd be like, okay, cool. Just get They didn't have to, right, Mark? No. I mean, because uh, they're not charging for the multiplayer, so there's exactly. nothing lost. No. They have Game Pass, so they're not expecting people to buy physical copies or mm-hmm. digital copies. I mean, you can if you want, but that's not where they're playing. So, I mean, for them, it's like, for their investors, I think, yeah, you got to get by this quarter and get some, because you can buy season passes and things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's kind of irrelevant at this point because um, I am worried, though, this is Xbox's first attempt to launch on multiple console generations and PC at the same time with their multiplayer and campaign. Mm-hmm. That is so hard, guys. It's yeah. not It's not easy. And you see Amazon struggling with their New World game where they have the most servers in the world. And if Xbox struggles and you say, but you are like the server company in the world. If you can't deal with this and you haven't added enough servers, then you're just being cheap. They haven't added enough servers. But we'll see. I... I- that's the part that's hard because you've got different technical components. That's the one piece that I find amazing. It's it is how do they bring it all together to work? That's going to be tough. Yeah. They should be able to. Now, granted, they have a huge cloud service. Yeah. Uh, but wow, this it'll be fun. I, I'm hoping it works just because I'm looking forward to being able to, you know, have Henry playing Halo and then I'm doing Game Pass and multiple platforms and we're going in and blowing up stuff. That's fun. Exactly. Good times. Yeah. So Mark, uh, what else? Are you uh, I mentioned already, so I'll skip kind of past this. I just, I finally finished the Wakanda expansion for Avengers. It was great. Uh, the final the part, part of like the, pre-final battle was a slog but i find that final battle was was enjoyable um but anyway yep that's that's that uh and it's on game pass now too it's on game pass i've been jumping in with uh with some noobs which is fun playing since launch and having a couple of characters that are pretty high level up um jumping in and being able to help out some like level ones and twos and just roll through the stages it's it's been it's been fun to to help some people that way um the final one that I'll talk about is uh, is a new game my brother recommended on Apple Arcade called Zookeeper World. It is so stupidly addictive. It's like a match three game with a zoo builder tycoon style element to it as well, which doesn't sound like it should work and didn't sound like something I'd be interested in. And damn it, I'm addicted to this stupid little thing. Um the cloud saves work. So I've been like passing it back and forth between my phone and my iPad, which is how addicted I am. And, uh, it's delightful. You have these little, like everything's those, like when I said, like, like 3d cube pixel art kind of thing, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like everything looks like that. Um, if you have Apple arcade, try it. It's, it's super addictive and fun. I saw this game and I thought, was this a DS game at one time? I have no idea. 
He just messaged it me. It just looks like morning. it because it looks like a match three type <laughs> game with yeah. little guys. I, so I'm like, it's yeah. so adorable. I got to let Henry know about that. And and it, the arcade, Apple Arcade is awesome. My son. Five bucks a month. It. Oh, yeah. Great games. There's a, a classic stuff too. Like um, there's a Castlevania game that just came yeah. out on Apple Arcade. That's supposed to be really awesome. Yep. Um, Thumper just dropped on Apple Arcade, which is awesome. If you miss that on Switch, like get it here. The um, Samurai Jack game. It's a full game yeah. of like that you could pay 40 bucks on console to play Samurai Jack. Jetpack Joyride uh, is also like classic. Uh, on oh, there. I played that game. That's Such so addictive. Game. Yeah. It's so dumb, but it's so addictive. It really is. It really is. Um, <laughs> is love it. Is, is uh, uh, Todd being a Halloween guru is the pumpkin game coming out? Pumpkin Jack is a pumpkin. Oh, yes. Next Gen Upgrades. Uh, just oh, got yeah. Just release from them. Um the next gen upgrade drops really soon. Let me see if I can find that. Very Talk quick. about a game that's like Kina, but less complex than Kina, but still in that mindset of like, it's a action platformer. That's really good. Pumpkin Jack is excellent. And I will go back and play that game. Thank you for the reminder, Sean. Uh, October 27th, uh, Thunderful just uh, sent, like I said, just sent me a press release. That's really, really good uh, reminder. Thank you. Um, yeah. PS4 and Xbox series X and S upgrades. Oh, love that game. Yeah. So good. One guy making that game. So good. Guys, keep being awesome. You developers that do these games that like I I'm one dude. Hey, I'm a small indie filmmaker. I'm making a cool game. Yeah. I love this. Lauren Lemke, uh, Mark Super Blood Hockey. Have you seen his new game? It's got a demo where you're basically Godzilla. Looks so good. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I yes, love so. the indie guys. Uh, Sean, did you play Super Blood Hockey on Switch? You got to get that game. It's like basically NES hockey with lots of blood. It's so good. Yes, so yes, fun. I have it. It's I so have good. it. I played a couple times. It's, you and I should play online together. It should be fun. It's so cool. It's so crazy. I love Pixel yeah. Blood just burning out. Yep. It's good. Well, I will tell you really quick. So, Mark, thank you and Ubisoft Canada for giving me a code for Far Cry 6 on PC. Uh, I will say I have just started this game, so these are early impressions. This actually comes out on, uh, this episode comes out Wednesday, so I'm free and clear from all of the uh, things I can't say. Mm -hmm. But I will say, since it's coming out on Wednesday, I can say it now. Um, This is a cool game. I love Far Cry. The series is always struggling to deal with, like, really uh, intense themes of, like, uh, dictators, uh, people that are horrible, cults but then adds like the weird like do anything gta 5 like i'm having fun with a bear and he's attacking people and we're just having a good time but then there's like a drug overdose where you go into like a weird hazy moment and it's just very weird and then you like go up and track the different areas and you have to do upgrades and this game is nothing else basically this is a south american country central american company country i guess uh basically and this dictator is trying to bring his country out of poverty by basically enslaving the people to create this product that he can sell to other people. Um, and you know, you've got Gus Fring as the lead big bad. Um, you can pick your gender, uh, basically as the gorillas, as they call them gorillas, uh, to lead and fight back to gain control. Um, and it's great. So I picked a female character, start off. Uh, I killed a crab. It was very cool. Then I got attacked by a boar. Uh, kill them a lot of times with some some weapons, and that's kind of what the Far Cry is. It's basically it's an open world, fun game, 
it's a map with too much stuff to do. You can upgrade. You have an overarching campaign and what you need to do, but essentially you're capture, recapturing regions on a map, and then you eventually get followers. You get support staff that play with you. The game does a great job of bringing on people to play cooperatively, which is which you is right. very fun. And they added some very fun things this round. They basically have a CD player that plays the Macarena that you can launch at people. So, like, basically think of, like, razor blades that are the CDs that plays the Macarena. Then you have a dog. You have a basically a wiener dog that has, like, a little wheelchair that he's a, one of your – but he's so cute. Mm-hmm. He just distracts your uh, victims, essentially. He goes up. They want to pet him, and then you just kill people. And then there's also a attack rooster called Chicharone <laughs> that attacks people. I love this game. It's great. Um, But I'm very early on, but I just love where it's going. Uh, Like I said, uh, I have a little bit of doom and gloom. My Samsung 32-inch monitor that's curved with HDR is giving some problems. I have to return it. So I'm going to be doing some 15-inch gaming on my laptop, (laughs) Uh, So which sucks. But uh, it is what it is. So So I'm going to still play it. There's a PC code that they sent? It's PC code, yep. So I'm loving it. It's great. But the problem is I could use hdr but my monitor when i put on hdr was so washed out didn't look good so i'm like there's got to be some problems so long story short i will talk more about this game in two weeks but it's if you like far cry i'm not going to convince you you won't like far cry but if you are a first person shooter fan who doesn't like multiplayer this game is for you because there's so much to do and it's so much fun so far cry 6 check it out so uh quick question for you did it work well on windows 11 Oh, works great. Yeah, I, I upgraded to Windows 11 early. I'm an early adopter, apparently. Works great. Everything looks cool. And the interface is easy for doing multi-monitor, all those fun things. And it has now the Xbox uh, Pass, or the, the, the Xbox app is now baked into Windows 11. So just doing Game Pass and streaming is super easy. So that's really cool. I love it. And did you have to do any driver updates to get it to work? Uh, no, there was some GeForce updates in advance of it, which was very easy to do. So nice. it's worked nice. smoothly. It felt like just an update versus an actual new OS, which is very cool. So I think it took me less than 45 minutes. Very easy to do and seamless. And it looks cool. It looks more like Mac, like a Mac interface than Windows has ever looked. And I'm using it right now. So there you go. Good times. Uh, lastly, though, uh, the game I uh, played a little bit and it was just fun. I was actually playing this on xCloud on my iPad when I was watching the Vikings lose, Sean, uh, with my uh, Xbox One controller was the Mighty Goose. This game is like uh, Metal Slug, where you play a goose that has cybernetic enhancements. You use a lot of heavy weaponry to take on these forces. You have to liberate some, like, characters that are like ducks and pigs that can then give you more weapons and you can do it co-op. And so you could basically, if you got friends, your friend could be like a co-op pig and kill people or give you like upgrades to your weapon, or you could be a duck that could target people. Uh, and then you have a, a button dedicated button to honk, which <laughs> I don't know what the honk button does, but you honk. If you have to ask, you shouldn't be playing this game. Uh, I need to get if you don't know what goose. goose if you don't know what a goose honk means, you just you got to take a step back. So, Mark, you, you're saying I need to get goose versus get good. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but it's fun. It's on. It's on Game Pass. Just came in. It's very fun. It's that that pixelated look. It's guns and and drama, and it's very cute. 
I so, just downloaded this game right now because that sounds incredible. Yeah, and so it's, it's, it's like eight uh, uh, bit Super Mario Bros. I'd say sixteen bit, more sixteen bit. Yeah, sixteen bit like straight up like it looks. Yeah, like a Metal Slug game. Yeah, and I would say play it. Just try it on like streaming. Just see if you like it versus downloading it because yeah, no, it worked great when I downloaded it. And when I was just streaming it with my Xbox controller and my iPad, it worked great. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, good times. Uh, so that's, I could see Henry liking that. It's cute. And then, Sean, you could play it with Henry. You could be a support duck or a support pig. That's, that's all you can hope for as a father, to be a support pig. <laughs> <laughs> So that's what we've been playing, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. All right, we head to the news section, which would be uh, which is being headed by Mr. Mark. So, Mark, take us over the news that happened while we're gone. I'm so used to when you you hand it off like that, like Madam Web, take it away. I feel like I'm 400 years old and take it away, boys. Swinger. Uh, so so um, it's been <laughs> it's been uh, it's been a Nintendo heavy week, or at least that's what we're going to focus on with uh, with the stuff this this uh, this time. So Switch Pro rumors returned. Of course, it's it's a day that ends in Y. It's another week, another Switch Pro rumor. Uh, this one I think originated from Bloomberg, and they said they had like eleven studios that had 4K Switch dev, dev kits. And uh, Zynga was one of them, the de- developing, um, you know, big mobile developer, but they're developing the new Star Wars Hunters game. Um, then Zynga and Nintendo, both uncharacteristically for Nintendo, by the way, like came back and was like, nah, this is BS 100%. Uh, and Zynga was like, yeah, we do not have that. Um, there's been another person who's like, uh, kind of hacker data miner whatever um and i forget who what his name was but anyway he was on twitter saying like every single time there's a new model switch light oled whatever we found references to the source code uh or in the source code saying like you know that there's there's another model and they're they're finding nothing for a 4k switch um so Bloomberg, I don't know if they're making this up or if they heard something and misinterpreted it, or if there's another explanation. What do you guys think about this? Like, it, do you think at this point there's any reason to believe that there's a 4K switch, or is this something new? I think there might have been a switch 4K at one point. Right. Then reality hit. There's no ships. Uh, and Nintendo saying we have not been sending them the web kits now. Mm-hmm. Doesn't, there's nothing saying they didn't do in the past. Um, and Nintendo is very, is a company, if you watch them, they said, we have no plans to do something. Right. And then two weeks later, they do something. Oh, yeah. it, it, they, and they've used their investor channel to say this before. Uh, I, I just think that there's, where well, there's smoke, there's fire. I think this might have happened in the past. I think their plans have changed. I think they realize the Switch is strong enough now. They don't have to do a Switch Pro. What's the point? It's limited returns. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Xbox One X came Please. out four years after. The PS4 Pro Please. came out three years after. They essentially don't have... I mean, their sales have escalated. The Wii declined after three or four years. The Wii U died off the vine. Um, they've got enough people that have bought Switches like at launch, yeah. like myself, that are ready to upgrade even if it's not a real reason to upgrade. So they're like, my Switch is five years old, it's dying, I'm going to buy one anyway. So I think at this point, they've got enough baked in that they can sell 
15 million switches by doing essentially just putting a new screen on. So I think we're not getting a new switch until we get the switch too. That's my, my quick take because things have changed and they don't necessarily, their games don't require that level of hardware and they can do cloud streaming apparently at this point for the high end games. Sean, you're kind of feeling the same way. You think this is like the switch you switch to something. So I uh, did research because I've owned every single Nintendo from the NES up to the current, except for the Wii U. And they will not make that same mistake. Mm. What is the single identifying solution that they came up with is they have to radically change what the experience is in the console. You're not going to see a Switch 2. What you're going to see is a complete ground-up different uh, console. And the reason they don't have to do, like, Remember when the Xbox Series X and the PS5 were coming out? There were the developers hub things and everybody leaked it. Mm-hmm. Nintendo doesn't have to do that. Where do their core games come from? Nintendo. Right? Yep. They don't have to leak developer. If you look at the history of every Nintendo release, the first five games have been Nintendo's. So they don't have to release anything to these other game developers because they don't rely on them. Mm. So in 2023 or 2024, what you're going to see is a ground up new system. What is it going to be? I don't know. They don't have to release it because it's all internal. They've got their game developers. They've got their IP. To me, it doesn't make sense that they would come out with a rehashed Switch 2 because they've never in their history, made a console, if we want to call Switch that, a uh, second generation. They never did it. Right. You went from N64 to GameCube, GameCube to Wii. Wii to Wii U, uh, to Switch. I think they're looking at another way to do the gaming experience. And it could be VR. It could be something different that continues to capture what they want to do as Nintendo. It's not going to be Xbox Series S, X or S powerful, but it's going to be something that's more powerful because they're at their limits now. Right. And they're going to just ride it out. You've got the OLED, which is already sold out. I mean, nobody can get one. Mm-hmm. They're going to ride the cash cow as Nintendo, as Todd, if you said on several podcasts, they're riding the money train. And so Nintendo ride- Nintendo puts the least amount of money towards to maximize what they can make. Exactly. And with the OLED, they're going to ride the, the gravy train, throw out some great games. And let's be honest, the traditional end of a console is Kirby. Kirby. <laughs> and then you're going to see last that. The last of point. Kirby. The last of Kirby. I love that game. Zombies and, and Kirby. And so that I think you're going to see something new ground up. All right. I, it, it's weird to think about that because the switch is so versatile and to, to think that they wouldn't have something in that same kind of form factor is, uh, is weird to think of, but I, I think, I mean, we, we could see like a, uh, 
at least the same operating system across multiple devices. So you'd have a, a home console that's that's attached to your TV, like a traditional console. You'd have some sort of handheld, like a Switch Lite or some kind of tablet or something. But it, as long as it can play the same games and it's not splitting the developer teams, I, I could I could see them going somewhere where like play how you want to. The Switch was. Um, you, you could argue the switch was kind of like a, a jack of all trades, master at, of none. So maybe they're going to release different masters, and they'll call it the master system. And that is a very <laughs> thank you, Sega <laughs> original thing. But I like that that idea that they're they're working on the next thing, and that's that's uh, you know, and it would would make sense whether they keep it internal or have a small handful of very close trusted developers. Um, we've seen. Uh, Ubisoft support Nintendo really closely at launches and that kind of thing. Um, Zynga, if they're doing some some team ups that way, um, that makes sense. The one the one thing that I thought of is a master console, okay, that can Wi Fi and stream. To think of it like a Switch Lite, where everything, all the hardware is sort of in this shell within your home network. Mm to stream to like a switch light so you can still game. But then if you want to go to the TV, you get the screen plus the switch light. Oh, it's like the Wii U. Bring in the Wii U. It, 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 <laughs> it, but, 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 but better. that actually works. That, that has processing power. Yeah, exactly. the Wii U didn't have any processing power. It was a dumb screen. Yeah, exactly. makes sense. And I could see something like that. But then on the flip side, I could see them going completely out of the box because – None of us thought about the Switch, right? Mm-hmm. And then when the Switch came out, Todd, I was like, I ain't getting that. It's genius. I, I thought it. it was genius. I thought it was genius. I'm like, this does exactly what people wanted. That they, you know, don't split the base, put all your resources in a basket, and make a, a system that doesn't skimp on the controls or the visuals, which it did at launch. It's now struggling because it's it's based on the uh, NVIDIA hardware from like seven years ago. Makes sense. Um, Mark, I think to your point, um, they don't want to split the the dev systems. Um, I think they can make it backwards compatible because if you if Nintendo made a system that said, all oh, your old games won't work because we did something dumb, like it has, it has to have an IR sensor. That's dumb. Um, it, essentially, they can run all those games off because there's very little limitations on what the Switch did this time. Mm-hmm comparative for the majority of games it's yeah. got some touchscreen elements if you want to do that but it's essentially a console system with games with with buttons and, and presses with sticks yeah um so essentially they could eliminate some of those things that they didn't use much the ir camera yeah rarely used mm-hmm. one two switch in labo kind of a failure yeah. they can limit it nfc is kind of rarely ever used anymore it's kind of a, a, a expensive thing for lab for amiibo which rarely gets used they could just eliminate a lot of those features and say you know what if you want that you can play it on the switch but in the next gen system yeah you won't have those features which nobody's going to cry about well some people will cry about yeah. but i mean and then say you know what we're going to finally give you joy cons that actually are real joy cons that sticks and pro cons or whatever uh the joy cons can still attach in those rails. I don't think anybody says that they can't, but if you want better Joy-Cons, there's nothing stopping those Joy-Cons from working on new generations. They don't have to go back and work on eight-year-old hardware. That's mm-hmm. dumb. Anybody that wants, their, it's kind of like using the old Wiimotes on the Wii U. 
they weren't great, but why did you want them? So I, I think you can do things that can allow for better options in the future. They can work on Switch Pro 2, whatever you're going to call it. But I, I don't think they're going to do anything completely new. But I think the hardware will be able to do new cool things. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's going to be based around VR or things like that. But it could do those things. Yeah, for sure. So we'll see. I mean, sure. I think they've got time to play. It's 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 their money. Yeah. They're they're more profitable than ever, and the fact that they can rely on digital sales, yeah, is perfect. So getting around rumors to things that are actually coming out, we've got early impressions of the Switch OLED and Metroid Dread. Let's start with the Switch OLED. Are either of you guys picking this up right away or planning to? No. And the reason I'm sighing is my daughter wants one bad. <laughs> but why, Sean? Because it's the new thing versus. Well, it's supposed to be lighter. Okay. Uh, it's supposed to have better, better battery life. It does. Have it has the same battery life as a switch light. So let's get it rid out of that. That's not well, there. Well, remember, I've got the launch edition. Yeah. That second gen had better battery. Sure. Life. Yeah. So I'm going up. Um. The other part that worries me, guys, is I can trade it in a cab stop before it dies and get an OLED. My 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 daughter's happy with me. It's cool and it's in in the white. It's got a better stand. So when if you can play, find the light, the white, I'm guessing the white's going to be impossible to find. You're going to get the, the one that looks like everything else. Uh, I, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> for me, it's just whatever keeps my daughter yeah. happy. Um, I can see that there, but. I agree with you guys. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I've got a launch edition, it's five years old. You got batteries wearing out. You've got all of that. I'm thinking about taking my thing off. The The biggest thing, Todd, and you'll have to come over is prepare me for uh, transferring data and how that Nintendo's so, not very good at that. No. So I would say, if she just wants to be a handheld, get a Switch Lite. There's no perceivable advantage except for the screen. Because yeah. the Switch Lite has the better battery life. So you can get rid of that argument. It actually has a C-stick. It has a, uh, the, 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 the new OLED doesn't have the uh, D-pad. So there's really no perceivable advantage if you're just going to be handheld. Because you go with the Switch Lite. Yeah. And your docked one, even this old, just leave it docked. So... I, spending an extra 150 bucks for something that has a little bit better screen for an 11 year old. She uses it a ton. Mm. Sure. But you can get a switch light for hundred bucks or 200 bucks with my, with my launch console, the same kind of reasons. Like I'm seeing what they're selling for and like the money that I could get for it now. And like, it's just based a tiny little jump up to the OLED. It's a brand new thing. I've had this since day one and it's like, right. Uh, it's it it is tempting, but I didn't pre-order one. I'm not getting it right away, so uh, we'll we'll see. But it, I do the the early impressions are good. The screen they're saying is big and bright and beautiful, and uh, makes the old screen just like you can't go back. But uh, I was I was talking to a friend of mine this morning about uh, do I want to upgrade my Apple Watch? So I'm I'm rocking a Series Four right now. I've had it for three years, uh, as of yesterday, I believe. Um, yeah, yesterday. Uh, so, and, and I messaged a friend of mine today, like, do I want to upgrade to the Series 7? It wasn't a big redesign, like the screen's a bit bigger, but I was hoping for like a big kind of dramatic redesign. 
uh, and some more things. So it has a couple of new sensors and always on screen and a bigger screen and a few things that would be a noticeable upgrade. But I'm like, do I want to wait for the series eight and see what that one's about? Maybe that'll be the dramatic redesign that I kind of heard about and hoped for, or do I just jump on this one and say, screw it, whatever I always on screen, there's enough. And I think once I have things like an always on screen, a brighter screen, things like that, it'd be hard to go backwards. But right now I don't know what I'm missing. You know what I mean? Like you won't know unless you well, get well, one well, side okay. to side, you won't know. And, and, and I, I would say this: it's not a, it's not going to be a brighter screen. It's going to be a better color screen. Mm-hmm. OLEDs actually aren't as bright as LCDs, so if right. you want to take it outside, you have to think. So, I would say if you are a hand, dedicated handheld gamer, and that's all you do, and you don't have a switch, or you want to upgrade an old switch, great. But if you, I, I would say if you are someone that just wants a switch on the go switch light is the more reasonable expense, but I mean, yeah, I mean, but but I can't convince anybody to say not to get it, but $350 compared, you can get an Xbox series S for 300. It seems like Nintendo's playing with Nintendo money. In Costco, you can get it for 280. Yeah. And I'm battle. So Stella Minecraft's on Xbox. Henry wants to halo with me. It almost makes more sense to get, the series S and drop it on the TV on the back side of the room. You know what I'm talking about, Todd in the basement where we've got the TV and the other TV where they got the switch set up. The Xbox actually makes more sense. And she can hook up her iPhone with a series S controller, do it cloud gaming on the go. And she's good to go and take it anywhere. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's a weird conundrum. Loves Nintendo. That's the hard part. She likes Animal Crossing, the update for Halloween came down and she's like, I saw the OLED and she wants it. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, the dad with the daughter thing. Anyway, yeah. uh, we probably have taken too much time on this. That's Absolutely. Right. So so let's let's move on to the N- I, Metroid Dread. Well, I, I mentioned Metroid Dread. Let's, let's pause for a second there because I want to ask, tomorrow is the announcement of the final Smash Brothers character. What are your very quick predictions by the time this episode is released we'll already know the character so we're going to be either right or wrong sean who do you think we're going to see i'm going gino okay love and it. i'm going gino from 1996 mario rpg yep. 2001 on game boy advanced right. mario luigi all-stars yes it's an extremely popular character he was a sprite or is a sprite i like that call I had another call with you guys when we were doing the pre-meeting, but mm-hmm. I think that th- being the, that there's the fanfare, that could be the one. All right. I like it. Todd. Legit. Who do you have? Very quickly, Joanna Dark. Uh, they've got a game coming out on Xbox. Rare IP. Uh, makes sense. Solid this would choice. be the a partnership with the Xbox because it was Nintendo IP before there. Other than that, I would say Ring Fit the Dude or Dudette whoever you chose to play as and with Drago, who's the boss added in, which is a new Nintendo IP. I like that. I really like that. Uh, My guess is going to be master chief. I'm just saying we're going to get chief. I I, Todd, I I like where you're going with Joanna. It makes more sense, but I'm, I'm just going to go with chief and we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll see. We're probably all going to because we want to have a character that's never been on because the the likelihood of a Nintendo character that's or a character that's never been on a Nintendo console makes total sense, Mark. Honestly, I hope it's Waluigi. 
Like everyone I hope so else too. was invited to the party. Just give him the invite and just call it a day. But uh, anyway, we'll we'll see who's right, who's wrong, and and it'll be some weird. It's going to be some weird character from some Japanese game that like three people have ever heard of, and Sakurai is just like the biggest fanboy of this series, and and it's that that's what we're going to get, and everyone's going to be like, who? It's Gumshoe. He's just going to be two thumbs up, and he's going to play against himself and it's going to be a fun time uh anyway it's actually guys it's going to be the actual duck hunter for the first time oh, ever we're we'll see, see him revealed the duck hunter is. <laughs> yes you know what i, I think that though. makes actually, total sense that's, that's a little bit meta and i'd love sakurai to put himself in the game and just it's him the final character is him and then he announces he's retiring um that'll be it makes total sense all right so with that, let's get back to Metroid Dread. For me, this is one of my most anticipated games of the fall. How are you guys feeling? We've seen some early impressions. I'm honestly, I'm avoiding most of the early impressions. So uh, I've heard that it's great. I've heard people are impressed. I haven't been really listening to anything. What are you guys feeling going in with this game launching pretty soon? You know what? Um, I like Samus Returns on the 3DS, I didn't like the control scheme. Don't like handheld gaming. Uh, everything I've seen lately, though, the actual early impressions, makes it sound like this is the game that has been really just waiting to be the Metroid where people can just embrace this because the modern Metroidvanias are so popular, and now we have a game to actually match that, which is great. It looks fast, it looks cool, has a cool... Uh, just the premise of the fact that there's this robot that can kill you and you can't mm. injure it and you're trying to escape but you are becoming powerful so i think this looks awesome it looks fast looks cool beautiful um and it's going to look beautiful on the oled as we just talked about so i think this game is fantastic and i hope it sells well yeah sean okay so first metroid game on the nes loved it it's been a metroid follower since um I do have concerns because this game, the history behind the game, there's been a lot of flops, but then there's been a lot of folks that have loved it. I believe this game was first talked about being developed in 2015 or 16, right? Way back. Yeah. Uh, this, and yeah, they, 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 they like said Metroid Dread. They Metroid like gave spoilers, Prime right? Three, something like that. Yeah. 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 Start and stop. Start and stop. Now, um, for the hardware, I think this is their gemstone game. But I'm worried that it's going to tax the hardware because it looks good. It is a 2D game, which, let's be honest, that's not the genre now, mm. right? I think it's going to be fun. Um, am I and Henry going to put multiple hours into it? Yes. I'm hoping it's everything they talked about as, as Todd talked about with the, you sort of got to hide from what are they called? The Emmys and Mimis. Yes. Whatever. And then you've got significant beasts. I'm assuming Ridley will be in some point in time in master brain or mother brain. Mother brain. They no, showed a couple of different uh, iconic uh, bosses. Yeah. Yep. And that Afraid. looks cool. And it, it, the other part that looks neat is you can get different gadgets uh, and that you don't have to roll anymore. You can slide and there's things that you can do to sort of be cloak and dagger where you can stop and turn stealth. 
I think I'm hoping it's going to be the thing that I wanted probably for the last eight years. And then it starts a new genre as they move into the next generation console Mm -hmm. where you, you get the new Metroid prime first person and they start sort of developing this IP further. I'm cautiously excited is what I'll leave it at. Um, God, I'm hoping it's great. Me too. Yeah. Todd, how are you feeling? It's the first HD Metroid game, which is just crazy. Um, I wanted to love the other M, which I liked the side-scrolling elements, but when they brought in, like, you had to point the remote, uh, the Wiimote to point, just lost me, and then the storytelling was just kind of weird. But everything I've seen, just this game looks really good, and it just seems to really... I hope, I mean, they created a genre. The Metroidvania is because of Metroid. They need to reclaim it mm-hmm. because there's been so many great Metroidvanias. So I, I, I can't wait to see them nail this. And this is my real Switch game of the year. So this is the game I hope will nail it. I bought the special edition. I don't know what I'm getting in the mail because maybe it's a fake that they 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 took my money. They aren't going to send me this game, but I'm excited for it. I hope it arrives soon. And uh, you know what? That kind of leads us into the bonus round. So we're going to be talking about our most anticipated holiday games. Um, this one is one for me. And I know I, I put a thing out on Twitter and in our Discord channel. So thank you to everyone that got back. So we got uh, at Pixel Reno was one of the first people to get back. She said, bro, you know, I'm itching for some dread. Uh, we were actually talking about this last week. Um, and uh, yeah, she's very excited. Uh, Rich. Um, sorry, Rich, Rich Davenport, uh, on, uh, on code 47. Uh, he said, I'm hotly anticipating guardians of the galaxy. Looks like a ton of fun. Um, so they were a couple on Twitter. Let me check my discord. Uh, but while I do that, Todd, what are your, your list? Let's, Let's just maybe list some of the games we're we're sure. most anticipating. So, uh, Todd, what are you, what are your what's your list looking like? Yeah, it's kind of an interesting list, but I mean, Back for Blood. This game comes out in October. This is the spiritual sequel to Left for Dead. It's going to be on Game Pass. Uh, I think this is a perfect game to play with friends. I played the beta. I think this game is going to be awesome for uh, for the everyone, the zombies, and just having a good time. I think this looks awesome. Back for Blood. I'm down. Please play with me. That sounds horrible. Um, please play with me. <laughs> uh, yeah. Play with me and kill some zombies, please. Go. Yeah. Uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. I think this looks awesome. Uh, Crystal Dynamics can hopefully redeem, or is this Crystal Dynamics? This is Eidos. It's Square Enix again doing another Marvel game. I think this game looks awesome. I've heard some negative against this game, but this is how the Guardians look in the comics. So please don't hold it against the MCU. This is how they actually look on the comic page. So it is realistic. It is what they look like. And this looks fun. Uh, I think this could be really good. I hope it's great. So yeah. can't wait for that. And then Halo Infinite. I mean, I'm down for the campaign. Uh, I'll probably play very little of the multiplayer as I've talked about. But you know what? I'm in on the campaign. And then hopefully when it comes up for the co-op, I'll play again. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, Sean, before we go to you, I'm going to read some stuff from our Discord channel. So we had the uh, the Winter Gamer. Uh, looking forward to Metroid Dread like we just talked about. Um, and... 
Halo Infinite, of course. Uh, we've had Carly say Kina is already out. Uh, maybe Brilliant Diamond, so another Pokemon fan. I'm going to list that in mine. Spoiler alerts. Uh, Might have been more interested in Mario Party if it was DLC for the last game. Taken away a little bit of the excitement there. The Halo Infinite campaign. Uh, but honestly, she just needs Horizon Forbidden West now and Ragnarok. Uh, Chris from one hour one decision todd you'll be playing with him he's excited for back for blood and uh i think oh no wait sorry last minute edition famous seamus the most famous seamus in all the lands uh said he hopes he's not too late uh death loop he's already out but enjoying it and want a little shout out there keena bridges spirits again already out but drop dead gorgeous metroid dread uh can't wait for that one uh said he hasn't completed any metroid games other than other m Wow, let's not dwell on that. He said, <laughs> uh, "The game he completed it. He completed it. The only uh, one. Yeah, that's it. Uh, he was that one person. Uh, back for blood. Uh, so another person that's going to be playing with you there. Uh, had fun pl- playing the beta. Uh, and looking forward to that one. Gar- another person looking forward to Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, the game looks pretty fun. He said, uh, "I'm I'm sorry. I'm not reading everything. Everything you wrote, Seamus. Uh, we're." We're running a little long, so I'm trying to get through everyone's comments at least. And uh, the final one that Seamus gave a shout out to was Shin Megami Tensei Five. A lot uh, has mm. never played one aside from the Persona games, but uh, he wants to try that one out. So I love, I love, you know, branching out, trying something new. And um, yeah, they just released the English cast. Apparently, Atlas uh, US does excellent work on the English dub of their game usually. So uh, thank you. For the the last minute, I I almost didn't scroll down enough to get uh, Seamus's comment there, so I'm glad that I did. Uh, Sean, what are you looking forward to? Uh, my number one is Crisis Remaster. Good luck. So I can avoid the glitches. <laughs> it's going to be awesome, <laughs> and it's going to be great. Uh, for Forza Horizon Five, yeah, because my son and I love those realistic racing games. Um. And he kicks my butt. Uh, Halo Infinite um, multiplayer will be fun. And I'll send Henry in on that because he does better than I do. But couch team co-op and things like that with Todd and you guys is going to be great. I'm super excited about that. And then I'm getting Mario Party Superstars because prior to COVID, it was so much fun to watch my parents play against my kids and watching my dad try to paddle and my mom try to paddle was glorious yeah. so i'm buying it just for that because they're going to be down and you know they're vaccinated we actually get to have a family again and i don't you know i understand where they're saying that should be a dlc for free i don't care i'm paying the 60 bucks because it's glorious yeah. when you watch your family members play and it's Thanksgiving or Christmas and they're all struggling and you're trying to paddle or do whatever. That's what makes Nintendo awesome. Yeah, for sure. And that's what I really want. That's it. Like we, we could say that we wish that would be DLC all day long, but the, the fact is that it's, it's an original game and it is different in the, you know, in the way that it's not Joy-Con control. It seems to be yeah. They eliminated that yeah. controller, right? So, so it, it it 
for all we know, it could be a completely kind of different engine that this is based on where it might've been hard to release that as DLC because it's a whole different control scheme. And then you have to get people approaching it, not with a single Joy-Con, but maybe two Joy-Con attached pro controllers, whatever. So it's going to be a whole, a whole different kind of experience. And I think they yeah. added online to the last game to kind of test the servers for this one. Cause this is going to be all online. So I'm, I'm actually kind of tentatively looking forward to this game. Don't know if I'll I'm pick it, it up right away, but uh, I, I will be getting it. I mean, it's a Mario party game and feel free to send us copies because i will play it that way for sure (laughs) yeah nintendo (laughs) don't hesitate i I did buy the original mario party now that it has online so i have that if anyone wants to play with me on the original online sean we can play Uh, online oh yeah Uh, and and it's it's fun it's 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 a great for what it is you oh, know yeah. what I mean? It's yeah. a party Brings everyone game. together. It's a fun party game. Yeah. That's it. It doesn't have to have any That's what more it is. depth than that. It's a, it's a fun party game. Um, so my list, you guys already mentioned most of the stuff that's on there. So Halo Infinite, don't think I have to say much more about that one. Uh, I will mention one that I don't think anyone else has mentioned. Riders Republic. Um, I love a good snowboarding game. Tony Hawk, you throw some extreme sports at me. I don't know if it's just because I'm 90% energy drink or something but uh there's something about this game that's just really calling to me and i know it's been pushed back a ton i hope that's to to polish it up and it it launches really well um i hope it's ready i, I hope it's it's i hope it's good so I Mark, this is like this, this is like extreme this is extreme sports for the masses right yeah it's 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 everything. bikes and snowboarding and probably like extreme like is there like a uh, rockstar energy drink in this game? I hope so. Of um, course. Yeah. Okay. So I have to be honest with you guys when I saw this and I did some research when I saw your post, um, this and, and my son agrees with me would be the awesome PS VR two or whatever they're going to call it. Could you imagine Oof. VR with this where you're doing downhill no. On a bike. I don't want to do that. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> I would 100% do that. Yes. I would hurl yes. doing that. Because I'll be honest <laughs> with you, and, and, and Mark, I don't know if you've done this, but Star Wars Squadrons VR is amazing. I, I have to know. wear the anti-throw-up, um, and that's probably too much for you guys to know, so I don't get sick because when you're bands. fighting, it's fast. Yeah, Todd introduced me into the rele- the, the bands. Mm-hmm. And when you're dog fighting, yep. oh yeah, you're flipping and stuff. Oh, this would I be the awesome game for for the next generation this or is, the next Oculus. This is what I hope like steep would be. Uh, I, I was really hoping that would be a little bit more just out there, and it was a little too like it was it was pushing that. But like just playing Tony Hawk, um, this game I'm hoping is kind of continue that with like other sports so this is uh, i'm really looking forward to that one mark did you see shredders is coming out on xbox and uh on game pass yeah in december yeah so that's your snowboarding game right there too exactly if you don't want this yeah so this one i'm i'm, I'm really looking forward to that one uh another one jurassic world evolution 2 i talked on this show how i got stupidly addicted to the first one when it dropped on game pass it's dinosaurs i'm in uh prettier looking dinosaurs i'm double in let's go uh, Forza Horizon 5, Sean, you mentioned that. I love it for all the same reasons. And it looks 
even more fun than four. It looks like it's a little bit more vibrant and like fun kind of setting. Um, so I'm, I'm, yeah, that one's. Lastly, convince my wife to get me, let me get a bigger TV for it, <gasps> just because the details <laughs> are awesome. Yeah. I, I, they added some uh, creative elements to Forza 5 as well, where you basically are making wipeout levels with cars. So there you go. Even better. Yes. I want yes. that. Uh, and finally, I'm going to agree with Carly and say uh, Pokemon uh, Brilliant Diamond. And specifically that one, because I'm so excited that my brother and I, again, we were talking uh, over the weekend and he said he skipped Diamond and Pearl when they first came out. And he said, which one did you have? And I said, I had Diamond. And he said, are you getting that again? Or are you going to mix it up and go Pearl? I said, I think I'm leaning towards Diamond, but I said, I'm going to let you choose. You choose the edition that you want. I'm going to get the opposite edition and we're going to go just like when we were kids and get the opposite Pokemon and trade them back and forth. So he's getting uh, Pearl, I'm getting Diamond, and I can't freaking wait to play Pokemon with my brother. Like we're ten years old again. Like, oh, I'm so excited. So that's gonna. Be, so I gotta ask yeah. you this, and I know we're running over. I know we're in a two minute response for my kids. Which is the best Pokemon for them to start as a Switch game? Let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee. One hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, you got it. One hundred percent. Um especially handheld the controls when you're playing on the TV are a little wonky because it, they, they did the Pokemon go style controls. So it's like single joy con and it's really weird. You have to like physically whip it, but playing handheld, you get traditional controls. It plays like a traditional Pokemon game. It's a little easier. Um, and, and that'd be good. This one is going to be more like the old school games, just a fresh coat of paint, but it's going to be, I think a little bit um, more like a DS game and the game boy games, like the original ones. So depending on the kind of games your kids like, if they can go back to a super Nintendo game and play that with no problem, they should like diamond and Pearl. If they're more like, what is this kind of 2d or top down kind of game? I would suggest Pokemon sword and shield. Like if they want to step it up a bit, like, that game's more open world kind of Zelda style ish kind of thing. But it, it would, if, if they like more modern games and they look at those other kind of games and they're just like, yeah, not for me. Uh, sorry, grandpa. Um, you know, that then I'd, I'd start them on, on Eevee and, uh, and Pikachu and then jump straight into sword and shield. Okay. Yeah. But that's my list. I think that's that's everything. I don't know. I'm I'm just there's a bunch of stuff to be excited. I, I wanted to try to keep this list shorter, but like I I want to just dive into everything that I can afford to. So. It's it's tough. Yeah. There's a lot of games coming. There's games on Game Pass that are free. It's going to be a really cool fall. I already have Far Cry Six, so I'm like that was one of my big games. I'm like I already list. got yeah, it. It, it. Oh my goodness! To to send that code to Todd and I, you know, when we were talking to you, because Mark, Canada, you can put on your gaming PC. Uh, well, you know what? We, I was talking to the guy from Ubisoft Canada, and a thank you again. Uh, they're they're great supporters of the show and and everything we do. And uh, I said, you know what? I think I got the last code that you sent. I'm going to send this one to Todd. So I said, throw me the PC or PS five, whatever you have. And, uh, so he was like, yeah, okay, cool. And he, you know, so I, I didn't get 
my copy. I love the Far Cry series, so hurt me to my core. But uh, <laughs> Todd, I took that bullet for you, and and I'm really hoping to pick up that game because. So how Justin Bieber uh, does it? The, the I love the you, heart. the heart. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I I can't wait to pick up that game. It's it's. Uh, immediately what's it coming out like 24 hours i think the day this oh uh, yeah launches, it's it's it's, it's, it's yeah Wednesday, it's right? it's coming out in a couple yeah i think it's coming out yeah. tomorrow yeah. uh yeah love the far cry game so yeah awesome. that's like i said it was i would like to say it's like my most like i have the game so i can't <laughs> even say that so i'm so excited so yeah. i will play more of that uh but i would say before we leave next episode mark is our halloween episode so we're going to put this out there we want people to select a spooky game from game pass and make mark and i play those games and we'll come about come back in two weeks and play those games so folks we will put out a poll we'll do whatever we can but a game on game pass that's spooky that you want mark and i to play could be different games we'll talk about it next week or next episode i like it good times so with that we are done with the show Sean, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Steve. Uh, this has been a pleasure. You and I will hang out and play some games, which is great. Mark, it's always a pleasure. Absolutely. Our favorite Canardian <laughs> in all the land. <laughs> uh, but before we go, gents, how can people game with us? We haven't been talking about that. And how can they find us on the web? So, Mark, uh, tell us how people can find and game with you. Uh, you can find me on Xbox and Switch at uh, as the uh, as Canardian. That's that's it. No the or anything like that. But uh, the the best way to do it is to join our Discord channel and hit me up in the looking for gaming and, and gamer tag stuff there. So feel free to add me. Absolutely, Sean. If you want to game with you, how can they game with you? Well, uh, obviously on the Discord channel, uh, Jedi Sean, of course, because of my love for Star Wars. Uh, Xbox, it's N Y H U S S P. Uh, PS5 is N-Y-H-U-S-S-E-A-N. And for me, it's Spartion98 on Xbox and Switch. Spartion1998 on PSN. So there you folks. We want to play with others. I will play with you. I want to play with more people. We all do. And we want to have fun. So thank you for that. And with that, oh my goodness, this has been a fantastic episode. So thank you all for joining us on this ride in the world of gaming. And with that, I will say thank you, Sean. Thank you, Merck. And as always, it's always better to game together. This podcast is part of the Secret Friends Unite podcasting network. Visit secretfriendsunite.com for more great shows, articles, news, reviews, and more. Secret Friends Unite podcasts are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other podcast services around the world. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, you can join us on Facebook or our new Discord server, or follow at Secret Friends U on Twitter. Please subscribe to Secret Friends Unite on YouTube and visit our merch store at tpublic.com. Just search Secret Friends Unite. Thanks for listening.